0: Inspiration for Sunday school. We're still in our call series and we're at lesson 9 this week The lesson is called to prophesy. So let's jump right into it First, let's look at the lesson context Uh, Judaism now Judaism persuaded because Back when this scripture actually is written. This is Luke's day Luke writes the gospel of Luke and also Ike's Uh, three passages coming from that book one thing um, this bullet is telling us is that Palestine was once occupied by Greek and then during Jesus day uh, during Luke's writing is occupied by Roman so they had a heavy influence on society this society and this day and time was heavily dominated by males Uh, usually the Jewish females was attached to a man to serve as number one provider, protector, and authority. Uh, Actually, in this day and time, the temple was built. They actually had a location for the women to sit. They were not allowed into the temple. They were not allowed to do a lot of things. Naturally, um, the father held his role for a daughter and a husband for a wife. So if the lady didn't marry, her role was very limited in this type of society. So women are allowed to attend synagogue gathering, but only as observers. Now, I want to emphasize that because Luke is actually writing during this time where there is a limited role for the women to do worship or activities, dealing with religious activities. All right, so let's first, let's jump into the lesson. We're at Luke, the second chapter, verses 36 through 38. Now, there was one Hannah, who is a prophetess. Now, what is interesting in that first sentence there is we see that Hannah, it gives her a title. She is a prophetess. It identifies her as a daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. The Asher tribe is part of the northern king, the member which was taken over by the Assyrian. So, a lot of times we have the Sumerian um, that's identified because of the Assyrian coming down and occupying this territory and marrying, um, marrying uh, the Israelites, and we have come about um, uh, the Samaritan. I'm not saying Anna is a Samaritan. I'm just identifying her from that particular tribe of Asher, which is part of the Northern Kingdom. What's interesting is prophets. I underline that because in the Old Testament we have actually four prophetess. In Exodus 15 and 20, Miriam is one. Deborah is one. Remember she was a judge. In Judges 4, 4. Hodah, which is Second Kings 22 and 14. And the unnamed wife of Isaiah that's found in Isaiah 8, 3, they all are prophetess. Now notice here in verse 37, she was a widow and it said that she was a husband after seven years now what's interesting is that it used the word virginity virgin is usually a youth remember now in this day and time they got married at a very early age so I would consider looking at that scripture here that she was only married for about seven years and then her husband died and she became a widow. Notice it says she was a widow about 84 years. I believe one actually is saying that she is actually 84 years old and because of her limited role in society, she takes up and it says she did not depart from the temple, but she served God with fasting and praying night and day. And then Luke emphasized, excuse me, Luke emphasized in verse 38, a expressive witness. And coming in that instant, Jesus is coming in. He is actually our baby at this time. He is um, coming to the temple to be um, christened is the term that we'll use today. But he's a, a, a small child, probably no more than about um, eight days old. And she gave to the Lord and spoke of him to all these who look for redemption of Jerusalem she prophesied she is actually saying that this child is the Redeemer of Jerusalem so this takes place in the temple this takes place in Luke the second chapter at the beginning after Christ is born so The question that we're going to think on is, if you are a senior citizen, what methods of witness and service can you focus on that those of younger generation might not do as well? All right, now we're going to jump to Acts, the second chapter. And by this, that was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is on the day of Pentecost. Peter gets up and he preaches. And notice what he said. And it shall come to pass in the last days says god that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh and then your sons and your daughters notice 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 it emphasized daughters shall prophesy young men shall see vision old men shall have dreams and notice here your men servants and your maid servants i will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy And then he ends by saying, I will show wonders in heaven and above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The suns shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood. But the 21st verse, it says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to say that that is actually happening today salvation is occurring if we in turn call upon the name of the Lord so we are living in this day of dispensation and and the emphasis here is your sons and your daughters I want to emphasize daughters and your handmaid they are the ones that will be doing the prophesying so the question is why is this significant that Joel prophecy explicitly mentions women then we go into Caesarea we jump all the way into Acts the 21st chapter on the next day when we were Paul companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip okay Philip who is Philip here Philip it says he is an evangelist remember Philip was the original seven was actually a deacon he actually led the um the unit the ethiopian unit to christ he leaves and he leaves and he departs and he goes to uh, a location that is called caesarea and and it stated here in the next verse which the emphasis is this man had four virgin or uh, four daughters Virgin is have a reference to youth who notice prophesied Luke is identifying that women are prophesying. He started out in the second chapter of Luke saying that it's going to be poured upon women. And here we see again four versions of four daughters who are the daughters of Philip are actually prophesying. So the question is, why do they change the roles of Philip being an evangelist? teach us about how to write to God's changing calls on our life. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit more depth. And then another question we're gonna look at is in what ways can you better encourage fellow believers to use their spiritual gifts? And we're gonna dig a little bit deeper. So this slide right here actually sums up the lesson. The New Testament offers these examples that we talked about today in the first century women who have the gift of prophecy now i want to emphasize now prophecy is not so much as foretelling the future but on, on many occasions prophecy is her reference to preaching proclaiming a spokesperson for god telling people what god is saying so we have three categories here we have an aged woman anna we have a group of women uh, who followed Jesus and remained in Jerusalem after his ascension that was the one that was in the 120 that was in the upper room That the Holy Ghost fell upon that consists of Mary and the latest that followed Jesus So of that 120 people we have several several women in that group And then we have the four unmarried sisters the daughters of Philip so the focus here is using one's giftness in answering God's call to the ministry. So, the thought that I wanna leave with you is God gifts people for ministry according to his will and plan, not ours. Let me repeat that. God gifts people for ministry according to his will It's been great, you all. I see you in Sunday school. Um, there's the meeting ID and the passcode. It's been great. This is